Hello, Pastor Deborah here, and welcome again to another part of the School of Light, The Kingdom of Agape Love, Volume 1. We are working in a story called It's Time. It's number 28 of Pastor Deborah's many, many stories, and this is going to be part number two of It's Time. It's a long story, so we're going to have many parts. I want to welcome you here today, both in the Garden of Eden and wherever you are on planet Earth. Your physical body could be anywhere these days, and you could even be hearing me and seeing this in a dream, the realm of spirit. That's right. We want to give Zoom Pro a big thank you. I record through it, and I use a wonderful motion video by Pixabay for free. I do not use a green screen, so if I look fuzzy or if I point and my hand might disappear, it's because there's no green screen behind me. I've tried them, all different sizes and kinds. They don't work. I've tried having just a camera look into my living room with an easel. I liked it at first, but it's a lot to set up. I'm a busy person, and I just like to sit down, get my microphone hooked up, my camera, move my laptop, get my makeup on, put my proper clothes on, sit down and record. When the house is quiet, and I feel like it, that extra added thing I had to do of putting up an easel and flowers And a green screen just was too cumbersome, took too much time. Maybe one day Zoom Pro will make it so that when you don't use a green screen, you don't look so fuzzy. But that's okay. If I look too fuzzy to you, just close your eyes and listen. Here in the School of Light, it's a spiritual teaching ministry where I teach on many different topics. School of Light means you need to be in school for light. I just listened to a wonderful public speaker this morning on a short video on LinkedIn. And he asked us a powerful question. What was the failure of people stepping into leadership? And he said it was many people are quitting their jobs these days, complaining of their bosses, not having any training. And he told a little bit about himself. And what I wrote in the comment was, that each human, human, from early childhood, needs to be under teachers, master teachers. We start off with our parents and then our family, usually. Then in our community, our religious culture. Then into schools with teachers. We learn from our friends. Then on into Vocational schools, trade schools. Some of us learn while we are in jail and prison. Sometimes our learning experiences are good. Some of them are very bad. Some of them we learn good things. Other things we learn bad things. But he was saying that you need to be taught leadership. That's true. And you need to be under a master teacher. Back in the ancient days. Back in the days of Alexander the Great, Cleopatra, the pharaohs, ancient Rome, 
children who were to be leaders went to school. They had teachers that stayed with them. They were under leadership. A lot of the young men, by the time they were 12 years old, they were in the military learning. Young boys became eunuchs and were under older men in the Chinese empire. Women went into harems early. A lot of it has to do with culture and what you believe leadership is and what it's for. I try to tell people, you need a teacher in your life, your whole life, to guide you, discipline you, talk to you when you are need comforting, help you go through tests and trials. It was an excellent little short video. Learned a lot. So here in this story of part two of It's Time, we're going to pick up in this wonderful transition, transformation story about Pastor Deborah. Let's begin first with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you took Pastor Deborah, me, through a powerful transition to help me understand new birth, reincarnation, understand the scriptures that when old things are passed away and old things are new. Thank you for helping my spirit to grow and learn and to teach my soul. Help me to move out of the past out of the darkness, and into the future of light with you. Thank you, Father, for opening up Isaiah 61 and 62 for me to learn about you and myself. Thank you for a Hebrews 4.12, a spiritual circumcision of my spirit out of the miry clay of the soul and its lust of the eyes and lust of the flesh and its pride of life. Thank you for returning my spirit as the king of this kingdom, a spirit, soul, and physical body under you, the great king. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, my teacher. Thank you for your love to help raise me up that I may be a partner with you, a mighty king here on earth, helping you to accomplish your goals of your heart. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. We're going to pick up with the story. I had just told you how the stage was set in Pastor Deborah's life by the parents that I had been born into. One was, my mother's was Sarah. My father's name was Joseph. I was getting a good start. My name was Deborah. Where that came from, only God knows. So we were going to go to Matthew 28, 19 through 20, out of the authorized King James Bible. Let's get to work. Verse 19. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, his disciples, and said, The reason I give you a lot of scriptures is God will teach you and explain things to you from his word. Your life, your purposes, his goals for you, what he wants for humanity, the earth. It's all there if you know how to study. 
I didn't have any teacher in the natural. I had books and movies, the Bible, the Holy Spirit, more movies, more Bible, more study, personal experiences. I kept my eyes open, my ears listening. I realized that my spiritual teacher was the Holy Spirit, but he had to help me understand many, many things. He used nature. He used animals, personal circumstances, history, ancient days, and I paid attention. I was in a hurry to grow up. I had lost so many years. By this time, I'm probably 40, maybe 41 or 42. People were dying and going to hell, and they were waiting for me to help them, even there in hell. God was in a hurry to get his work done with me and through me on earth. Matthew 28, 19 through 20. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, his disciples, and said, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. That is a powerful statement that is worth studying right there. What does that mean? And you will learn as you grow that you have power, but you, and you have it on the earth, in the earth, and in heaven. But if you don't understand what that power is and what it's for, you can mishandle it. Many people have mishandled power and leadership, kingship, authority, and bad things happen. Verse 20. Go you, therefore, and teach, not preach, but teach, all nations, all people, baptizing them. That means immersing them fully in what you're teaching. Into the spiritual name, that means his nature, his character, his essence, his likeness, his image, his attributes, his qualities, his identity of the Father. He didn't say, study me. He said, study the Father. Teach the nations about the Father and of the Son. He is the Word of God. He's the expressed image of the Father, the actual God of Israel, the King of the Kingdom of Heaven. And know his Holy Spirit, the power of God to be in humanity. It is his Spirit that is with us. The big guy, all of him, is too big. So he sends his Spirit to be inside of us so that he can rule and reign through us here on this planet. That is a pattern that you must learn. And to spiritually, we're to be taught this now, and to spiritually observe 
do obey all things whatsoever I, the Father, the Word of God, have commanded you. Jesus was always pointing us to his Father, not to himself. He was the reflection. The God incarnated on earth. He was sort of the spokesperson, the microphone, so to speak, for the man behind the curtain. But he's always pointing, pay attention to me. You go in and teach. There is a difference between teaching and preaching. Preaching is this. God is good. That's proclaiming. Making a statement. Teaching is. The word of God means this. God is all potent, all powerful. He's creator. He's a father. He's a mother. He's a king. He's a ruler. That's teaching. Jesus said, go and teach all nations. And here is what Jesus commanded us to do. Love God first. Not love him. Love God. And have no other gods before you. Don't serve another god. What? Maybe it's a constitution. Political party. History. Your ancestors, culture, your sex, your no sex, your trans sex. Maybe it's a god of money, pleasure. There's a lot of gods. But you're not to have any of those in your thoughts. You're not to serve them. You are not to worship them. Give them thanks. Go to them for prayer. Maybe it's your lucky, some lucky item you have. Or you're hoping, wishing on a star. He says, don't you do that. You love God first. Jesus is saying, my father, you love my father first. I don't have any other gods as your father or a God. Don't you worship him? And don't you serve them. And you are to love your neighbor, all humanity, animals, nature, the water, the air, the dirt, the plants, the moon, Mars, the stars. Love your neighbor as I love you. When he says as I Love you. He's, that's the father talking through him. He's speaking for his father. He's the father's voice. He's the father's heart before us. He's the father's words that have been made flesh. So when he speaks, it's the father talking to us. God himself, not Jesus. As I have loved you. One who is willing To die and sacrifice themselves for the sins of others. Can you say that? That you would be willing to die for another. We say that a lot with soldiers. They'll go die for unknown people in faraway lands to give them freedom. 
from oppression, freedom from war. Jesus was a lamb that was chosen by God. It was actually God himself, his manifested word on earth. And through the physical body, it had to be crucified. It had sinned. The soul had sinned. The physical body had sinned. And the spirit had sunk down into the darkness of hell and darkness. And it was already punished. But great things happened that day on the cross. One for many. Mm -hmm. For the sins, the disobedience of others. The word sin you'll hear a lot about. When you sin, you are disobeying a God. You're disobeying your rulership, your father. You need to study father-children relationships in ancient days. The father was the king, the emperor, the ruler. who ruled your life, who you married, what job you had, who was your teachers, what you do. He ruled everything. Because he knew until you were grown up, mature, could handle stress and pressures and wars and politics and women, you were a child. So Jesus goes on and tells his disciples to love this God who's willing to sacrifice himself for the sins of others, to pay the ultimate price for the sins and the judgment of others as I have done for you. So you can be set free of slavery, bondage to sin, and death, the sting of sin, and to be reborn, we'll say reincarnated, spiritually, as my spiritual neighbor and my friend. A great work was done. A family was being reunited. Old stuff was going to pass away. They kept us separated from this God, this Father. A payment had to come. Someone had to pay the price for all of humanity, and it was done. These were the scriptures that I had to know, study, go slow in, understand the sacrifice. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. That's a powerful statement because is that the world, the planet? Yes. Is that the world of the kingdoms on the planet? Yes. This world that we live in of the flesh is one world. He said, I'm with you to that very end. Amen, he said. When I teach, and every teacher should go slow. Give people time to think. Some of the words are new to them. You have to be a good storyteller. You have to be able to just go slow. Stop. Don't get offended if they want to ask you questions. You don't know how many times I'd go to church and I'd want to ask the pastor a question during his teaching, rather a sermon. A sermon isn't really teaching. 
It goes so fast. Most people can't keep up with it. People are spiritual babies. They need repetition, slowness, eye contact, correct atmosphere. All of these scriptures are helping me, Pastor Deborah, go through transformation. John 13, 34 through 35. Verse 34. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, so that you also love one another. What does that mean? That is a great verse just to study. What kind of love did this Christ Jesus show us from the Father? This was the Father showing us that he loved us through his Son. This was the Father's love here on earth that was demonstrating itself for us and to us if we were looking. Leviticus nineteen, eighteen. You shall not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Powerful statement to just stay and study. I was having to learn through scriptures. A lot of times when I go through the experience, these scriptures aren't there. But if I've read them while I'm going through it, it will come to my remembrance. Chan was going to die. Pastor Deborah was going to arise. My life was going to be a sacrifice for others. I had to understand the reasoning, the motives. Who was behind this? Was I willing to die? Was I willing to give my life? Not live normal? That was the soldier's life. Jesus was a mighty soldier. He was a king and a warrior. He would go into battle. Spiritually. He went against ignorance and darkness and sickness and disease and demons and devils and Satan. And he went to the cross. The ultimate sacrifice for you. So you could be free. Spiritually. He had a soldier's heart and mind. So I studied World War One, World War Two, ancient history, the Egyptians, the Persians, the Ottomans, the Chinese. Their generals, their wars, their training, their schools, their attitudes, their mindsets. I studied being a soldier. I studied sacrificing. I studied warfare. I studied because a king was a mighty warrior. I studied. I had to have the mentality. I had to have belief in, faith in, of sacrifice for another. Verse 18, 
you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then we're going to go to Ephesians 5, 1 through 2. Remember, this is all sort of background, formation, information about its time, how one person dies and a life comes up. Remember the story was I was asked, would I sacrifice my life for you in a satanic meeting on a cross? Would I let my own son be skinned alive in a satanic meeting for you? Would I give everything I had that was important to me for you? God had to bring back the soldier in me, the warrior. He had to teach me about sacrifice, why you do it, the love that had to be there for you. It's time was a powerful teaching time story, experience. He asked me, would I go? How much were you worth to myself to bring you to him? Would I pay the price? Would I sacrifice myself? And my son. My answer was yes. Immediately. I can remember being in my hallway. Crouched down on the floor. Hand up. Holding a knife. Bringing it down on my son. In my heart. In my emotions. I said I would go to a cross. To an altar. And die for you. I didn't see that visually at the time, but it would come later when God says to me, it's time. And I knew what that meant. It was time for me to die. And you'll hear about that later. And I'm up in Pittsburgh with my son. I heard it's time. I knew I'd be taken out of my body, put in another body in a satanic meeting and killed. By Satan himself. When my son came back. He would find me. I would be dead. They would call it natural causes maybe. Heart attack or something. But that's where it's time came from. And we're going to get to that story. But first. Before I was willing to go. In reality. See when I made the pledge. I killed my son in my heart. He was never emotionally the same to me again. I gave him to God. So I could go after you. So I was not entangled with his issues. I took care of him. Made sure he got through school. Bought him houses and cars. Got him on his way at his wedding. But we have very little contact. We talk every day. But the emotional need to be with him and in his life is not there. I'm after you. I'm interested in you. And reaching you. As a spiritual mother. So let's go on with the scriptures. We're still in. Ephesians 5, 
one through two. Verse one. Be you therefore followers, disciples, students of God. This is Paul. Ephesians was written by Paul to the believers in Ephesus. He didn't say be a disciple of Jesus. He said be a follower, a student of God. As dear spiritual children. That's the pattern right there. Children being disciples. Having a master teacher. Learning and growing. Verse 2. And walk, live, think, do, behave. In agape love. As Christ, the anointed word of God. The spiritually anointed spiritual man inside of the dirt body of Jesus. Be like the Christ. Have that mind. The mind of Christ, not the mind of Jesus. The mind of Christ. The anointed king of the kingdom of heaven. Be like the word of God. It was inside the dirt body. Named Jesus. Who also has. Loved us. With agape love. Of the heavenly. Father. Jesus was always. Trying to show us. This relationship. Of father and children. To us. Most gods. And we'll say prophets. Don't do that. You're just to be a slave and a servant. But they're not your father. But here. Jesus is saying. You be like Christ. The spirit that's inside the dirt. Who has loved us. Paul is saying he's loved all of humanity. With agape love also. And the agape love, he says, is of the Father. It's not of Christ. Christ is reflecting it to us, representing it. But its foundation, its author, is God, the Heavenly Father. And has spiritually given himself for us. Who? The Father. As a spiritual offering. And a spiritual sacrifice to himself. This is a strange relationship. Christ was to go to hell. Jesus' physical body must be punished and die. All for the Father. Christ Jesus was the word of God. It was the word of God itself. The very expression, thoughts. Desires of the God in heaven. So God himself, the father, went to the cross. You have to look deep as what you normally see with your natural eyes. God was having to show me sacrifice, love. Why I was going to 
die in a satanic meeting. Why I would give up my son. I had to know the deepness of this love he had for all of humanity. Why he would go to a cross himself. So Jesus is helping us. This sacrifice that Christ Jesus was going to make, the word of God, inside of a dirt body, was to God the king, the priest up in heaven, as a sweet-smelling fragrance. It was a sin offering that pleased God. And it was going to destroy sin through agape love. It's going to pay a price. Forgiveness had to come through sacrifice. There was a rule, a law. Judgment was passed. You will surely die. And someone, in order to set the captives free from death spiritually, a sacrifice had to occur and pay for what others did. But agape love went to the cross. I was going to go there. Hadn't happened yet. But in order for Jan had to die. She was horrible. Full of lust, greed, sin. Horrible person. And Pastor Deborah had to arise. But a death had to occur. This sin offering that Christ Jesus was going to pay would please God. The penalty was done. Sin was going to be destroyed in Pastor Deborah's life. And agape love would be the victor. Now, I got saved when I was three. So this sacrifice was applied to my life. But I was a baby, an infant, just barely born out of the womb, so to speak. Had no teaching, no training spiritually. Very little. I would read the Bible and know nothing about it. It had not opened up to me. But I kept reading it and kept going to church. Copy love paid a price. It was the reason someone sacrificed for you. It was the victor. It had a victory for him. And his lost precious ones. You. That were in the kingdom of darkness. Children of Satan. Slaves to death. Through one of our ancient ancestors. Named Adam. Spiritual death and separation. Was over. I want to stop right there. I had to have these foundational scriptures in me. When I was asked how much your life, spiritually, was worth to me. Was my own son's life 
more important was my marriage, was my life, was the things in the world. How important were you to me? You became my focus. Jan could not do it. She was too selfish into her own stuff. She had gotten way off into sin. Jan had to die. And through two years of transition, Pastor Deborah came alive. So these scriptures were foundational in my life. You have to ask yourself, how much do you love other people? How much are their lives worth it to you to serve God the Father? We see death every day for many different reasons. But most of us, when we see a soldier, policeman, fireman, running to help people in danger, in the buildings, and the war-torn areas, we even see doctors running to help people. We all have great respect for them. They're heroes to us. And yet, God was asking me to become a hero. To become a mighty soldier. Willing to lay on the barbed wire for you. To lay on the grenade. And die for you. Die to everything in the world. Except you and him. His time is a powerful story. Of transformation. Looking at other people. Looking at yourself. Being guided by agape love. By ancient words of a master teacher. Looking to see whose purposes. I was to fulfill. On earth. Who was my guiding God? What was he asking of me? How much. Was my life worth? How much was your life worth? Spiritually. Could I pay the price? That's what this story. It's time is about. We'll pick up. With more scriptures. And more teaching. In part number three. If you want. To meet this father. Of Christ Jesus. And this father of Pastor Deborah. And our God. You are welcome to. The way is made. And it is done right now. And he's your father. He's your source. You are his offspring now. Reborn. Reincarnated if you want to say it. You are his child. Now you need a master teacher. need a mama in your life to feed you. The sweet milk of the word. Need lots of teaching and training and comforting. Lots of school. Spiritually. And that will slowly transform your soul. And the you that you are right now will slowly die. Pass away. And a new creature will arise in your soul. In your spirit. One that has never existed before. Pastor Deborah never existed. Inside of me. 
in the world. It was Debbie, Deb, or Jan. I studied my name. Have you studied your name? What does it mean? Names are important. But you will have to die as Pastor Deborah, as Jan did. Transformation will occur slowly. Then you'll be tested and tried. And you'll hear about that in its time. You'll learn how I had to recognize the test. Remember, I only had God, the Holy Spirit, helping me. And the Bible. And all the stories. We see one of the most powerful ones in Paul. He was a bad guy. And then he got struck by God. Blinded for three days. And then his eyes were opened. And he was a changed man. You'll see that a lot with prisoners. When love is shown to them. Their physical bodies may have to die. But their hearts can change. Their minds, their thoughts, their souls. All through agape love. From the father of agape love. So come on in to the family of God. Through agape love. The way's made. The price is paid. Then you got to start learning. Be under a teacher. Read. If you don't have books, that's okay. God will show you through nature, through animals, through plants, through the weather, through your community. He'll talk to you and teach you in dreams. He won't leave you untaught. You can be rebellious, not go to school, not think about it. Think of questions you'd like to have answered. Why is there a famine? Why is there war? Why did your family die? Why are you in a brothel? Why are you raped? Why is this happening? What's going on? Where does it come from? Who's behind it? Ask questions. I did. The answers are there. So you come on home to the family. Of the great I am, the God of heaven, the Father of Christ Jesus, and Pastor Deborah. I'll see you in part number three. Bye-bye.